Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Good day. Hey, we made it to Thirsty Thursday's edition of the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. Jay Tilly. And we can't be any happier to have you here today to talk about what we saw on AEW and I tell you it's been uh it's been a week of wrestling nearly and we're going to talk about it and you know you've got your highlights you got your low lights and then you just got your your lights <laughs> and uh I feel like I feel like AEW gave us a little bit of a little bit of everything yeah know? so you had uh you had some backstage you had some good ring stuff. You had some action on the ramp. And, uh, you know, you being an AEW guy, let's go Let's go right in. You know, the right. unfortunate passing of uh, Jerry Jarrett. Yeah, it was and, rough. You know, he was, uh, he was, I don't, I want to say before his time, but uh, I think had he evolved with, wrestling and see uh the continental wrestling association would have happened a little bit earlier we would be farther along in wrestling because he was doing those skits before it was even right even cool so uh what what'd you think just a you know ten thousand feet quick and you being a a big wrestling fan what would you think of the show itself overall um or, with the, or just the jared yeah with the with the jared uh yeah i mean quiet. you know it, it's it's unfortunate part of life right like people pass and right uh it, i saw the news break um you know i i didn't follow him as much i do remember just recently watching him on one of the territory um yeah i don't remember which one of them, but one of those territory documentaries and and listening to like the stories about him so i kind of felt a little closer to him just because i just recently watched right. that so it, it's always sad to, to see a passing 
um, we'll get into the matches of the show itself, but I thought the the tribute and then Jeff Jarrett's music hitting and then him walking out, uh, that was pretty pretty cool. Like the fact that he could go to work and 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 kind of go beyond that and and go in and do his job, which is I don't want to. Everybody grieves differently, but you kind of think that if he didn't think that's what his dad would want, and he he wouldn't have done it. So right, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, a true professional, a Hall of Famer. In um, you know, he's doing. He's got uh, some backstage stuff that he does with AEW as well, and a a true showman, knowing that the the show must go on. So right, you know, they they have the tribute. He comes out, he's got the guitar, and uh, then Acclaim's music hits. And it's like, or I'm sorry, Orange Cassidy's music hits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy from wherever, weighing <laughs> whatever. And the kids that were in the crowd I thought was classic because there was a kid holding the sign saying whatever. Yeah. And then there was a kid dressed up like Danhausen off to the side. I was like, that is perfect timing because Danhausen uh, joined him coming down to the ring. Yep. And uh, number one merch then, seller. Yeah. And then uh, the acclaim come out. Listen. And uh, you know Jerry Jarrett was uh, you know too bad your 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 dad was a legend and yeah. you were a douche and you're yeah. just like uh, I need you to learn how to open up and share a little bit with the group. Yeah. So. I thought uh, I thought that was I thought that was good good humor and uh, even as a Hall of Famer he doesn't take himself too seriously I, I really right. like that yeah I, I I before we get into the match yeah I thought the rap was was good like definitely like your dad was a legend sorry about that you're still a douche the nepo yeah. baby line and the yeah the the you know lockdown of TNA and all that so yeah it, it was good and and obviously Jared bought off on it or they wouldn't have done it I'm sure right. so. So I, I appreciated it. It was, it was an extra little tribute there. Yeah, and and you know Jeff Jarrett did a lot of really good business um, when he was with WWE for that for that cup of coffee. Yeah, and uh, and I would say he's one of the like I'm air quoting nepo babies that is truly truly giving back to the wrestling business. Yeah, and continues to move and and help wrestling progress. And um, in the international markets and stuff, he's he's uh, he's got, he's really helping out some of the international markets. Not quite not quite quite like we are in India, but he's trying. <laughs> and uh, he's you know he's part of the international ambassador uh, stuff. And I I thought it was uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. And so it was uh, Satnam Singh, uh, Sanjay, who like. Sanjay used to do some really, really good stuff. He's he's wrestled all over the world, did some time in WWE, and uh, he was the X Division champion at, T, at TNA or Impact. And uh, Jay Lethal, Mr. Machismo, like, ooh, man. So they, uh, they all really put it in. Everybody got their stuff in. And then in came Daddy Ass. <laughs> and he hit the Famouser or the... Uh, the uh, the ass man on uh, on the big guy, yeah, and I just I popped. I was like, oh my god, because you know Billy Gunn looked great, so right, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, it was a decent match. I like the end uh, sequence where they set him up for the, uh, what is it, the Sesame Chambers, where they're finisher, and every person got up to do it and got knocked down. Next one got yeah. up, got knocked down. And then Orange Cassidy does his little tiny kicks and then gets up like he's going to do it, and he gets knocked down. And then finally, uh, <laughs> I think it was Bowens gets up and gets yeah. it, and they get the pin on uh, Sanjay. Yeah, it, it was a decent match. Um, you know, comical match to be in with. Uh, the, the issue, if there's any issue I could point out with it, is for the acclaim they they just lost the titles like it felt like eh we'll get them back later let's go have fun uh-huh. so there were parts of the match where you kind of saw the aggression and the anger but as far as like uh they did a good job when hangman lost his like he went into his doubting and he cut a promo uh-huh. on how much he hated it and to me i think if if a champion loses their title they should be upset now with jeff you know maybe they changed the tone of the match a little bit with the passing of Jeff Jarrett's dad, so they tried to make it more fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the match itself was good. I enjoyed it. That was my only little niche. Like, you guys just lost the belt. Like, why aren't you more focused on that? Which, right. granted, later in the show, they cut a promo, and they are. I just I thought, okay. And I will say they looked a little more aggressive, and, and but it just felt like the same old happy acclaim when they just basically, surprised got screwed out of their title last week. So yeah. I thought that was a little odd. And, you know, the the... They came out, they did their usual Laredo, you know, the wrestling Texas tour. Um, they've been in nearly every city since yep. uh, the previous pay-per-view. And uh, tonight they were in Laredo, and MJF was contractually obligated. <laughs> and the crowd seemed really good. Um, I'd be interested to see what the figures were. didn't look like a huge crowd. It was definitely a smaller looked, crowd. Yeah, it looked... It uh, they sounded really good, which you know AEW, you know they they generally have a really good crowd, so that I thought that was important for the the match and what they were building for Rampage, and I, you know, I'm totally impressed with uh, what the Rampage card is, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later yeah. down the road. But so the uh, so the match goes, um, everybody pretty much got their stuff in. It sort of stalled. I think someone got bumped out of the ring that they weren't expecting to hit so hard. I think it was the daddy ass hit pretty Maybe. good. And uh, everybody kind of poured over to the corner. And he's like, oh, you know, whatever. Well, I'm just an old man. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. They go back through um, and they hit their, uh, they get the finish right as everything's starting to tighten up, looking like what the finish is going to be and outcome, outcome the guns. Yep. And I, I thought that was a good piece to sort of spill into what they were going to do next. I thought that was important, and hopefully, what you'll get going forward will be a more focused acclaim. But I don't want them to change who they are because that's obviously what got them to the dance. But I think with them um, toward the end, like you said, they got a little more aggressive. They right. they got the pin, which I think was important. And um, you know, closed up uh, closed up the match, and then came a really really good promo from Brian Danielson. Yes, Oof. Oof. that was uh, that. Although it was recorded, I in in my humble opinion, I think that was the best time he spent on the stick and. The line about being the boogeyman, yeah, to get the AEW title. Ooh, I was watching that, and uh, 
I, I got the I got the bumps. I had yeah. some serious goosebumps. I'm excited. Yeah, I uh, I definitely <laughs> think that the promos in general between last week and this week, everybody kind of seems to go, went to promo class because yes. they've been on fire. Now, Danielson and MJF have, have always cut really good promos because MJF does one a little later too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, the boogeyman thing, and, and it made you believe like, oh, he might actually almost win this. I, I don't believe he will. I believe MJF's going to carry it through the mm-hmm. war of 24. Um, but it was enough of a pro to make me go, Maybe, right? Maybe, yeah. and, and I, I think it'll be interesting going into the Iron Man match on how they're going to build that. Because obviously, my assumption is most people believe that MJF is going to keep the title. You're not going to put it on him and take it right away from him, right? Especially so if he it, just made that beautiful custom title that, uh, right? You know, and that, and I, I already like the uh, AW AEW title. Um, it sort of harkens back, harkens back to some of the traditional titles, like the yep uh, the real majestic looking um intercontinental titles some of the uh mid-south titles yeah um uh, and uh Flor- florida championship wrestling used to have a, a real slick title that just was gorgeous and uh eight, and it's sitting over your shoulder i look at it every day but yeah the right AEW, there uh right above rob that that <laughs> that title needs a nickname and yeah uh, like the big, big gold, gold or big gold yeah. 10 pounds of gold all that's taken but um, especially the way MJF is carrying it. And um, so, yeah, so so the promo goes, and I don't know what they put in the water in Laredo, but I, they must have gave an extra bottle to everyone from the next for the next match because it was a, a tornado, a Texas tornado match. Yep. And, uh, and I didn't know much about Preston Vance, so I had to hop on uh hop on the old google that was 10 yes and uh young guy born in 92 young guy yep uh, relatively young that's when i graduated high school knock it off and um he spent uh, a little bit of time in nxt which i thought was kind of interesting i didn't know that yeah so he had some really good matches and uh one of his matches um, against Punishment Martinez, who's now um, Priest with the WWE, oh, okay. w- was uh, made the PWI uh, series back in 2018. Okay. So, yeah, so that used to be 10. So He was hand- handpicked by, uh, by Brody Lee, too. Uh, the late Brody Lee, like, handpicked him to come to AEW and be part of the, yeah. the, the Dark Order, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so you know they uh, they get in there and um, Mox and Claudio are coming out. You know, music's playing. Everybody's you know super pumped, and then boom! And Taz even said that's a great way to handle it. And uh, the match starts out on, out on the floor. It it was a it was a busy busy time, and uh, it looked like Mox had slipped a little bit, mm-hmm. and when Claudio picked him up mocks you know like his eyes you know holy cow this guy's strong so he picks him up they make their way and uh as the as the guys say over at what culture old barry barricade started started getting some attention when uh when roost got thrown into uh barry barricade and they finally got into the ring what 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 did you think once they got into the ring how'd you how'd you like it so the match overall i felt First of all, it didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. Um, okay. 
I it felt a little clunky. I, and and oh. yeah, I, I can't even put my finger on it. It just felt like not everything was as smooth as it was. Um, and then when it finally started to get momentum, I thought it it got kind of kicked in the balls with a commercial break because I felt like yeah, I, I they get wrote in the ring down. pitcher and pitcher again. Yeah, for that match. It was two two in that match. Yep. Yeah, that, and the match started at thirty one minutes into the show. They had two pitcher and pitchers, and um, then all of a sudden it was over. I'm like, you know, yep. one about one fourth of that match was pitcher and pitcher. Yeah, and, and so the, like I said, they, they get in the ring and, and it it just it looked off. And even some of the interactions with uh, there was something I don't I think it was Roosh running after Moxley into the corner. Uh-huh. And Roosh kind of eased up and like instead of a good chop, he just kind of tapped him, and it looked weak. Uh-huh. And I'm like, come on! But you can tell Mox is like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? And he chops the <laughs> sh- right out of him. Yeah. So that kind of to me sparked it because then it started picking up, and it was like, all right, guys, wake up! And I just felt like the beginning part there was a uh, a part with Claudio either coming in the ring or going out. I don't remember exactly what. And you can tell they were supposed to do a move there, and it didn't quite click, and they kind of uh-huh. had to call it on the fly. The chair shot um, where they had Claudio on the table, I felt like Preston had to remind Roosh to come over to do it because you could plainly hear him call him now. Uh-huh. In storyline, yeah, maybe it's, hey, I got an idea to bring that chair, but I just felt like maybe he was out of position. Um, and then it starts picking up, and then you're like, all right, now it's go-. And then they go to commercial. And just due to the fact that they go to commercial, they're going to slow it down in the ring because they're not going to you know, blow their wad during right. commercial, so they slow down. And that's just the nature of the beast in its TV show. But... A lot of things on this show I felt dealt with uh, a pacing issue and dealt with just the fact that I, we, I think I mentioned it last week or maybe it was on our Friday review that I, I had worries about this card because there was nothing on this card that I'm like, that's a main event or, ooh, that's going to be – there was none of those grabbing, oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. And I think this whole um, I think this whole sequence throughout the show kind of suffered for that. I, yeah. And it's hard for me because I'm a big AEW fan. And yeah, they put in some good work. They did some good stuff towards the end. And, uh-huh. and Moxley, you know, with the choke before he hangs him, there was good uh-huh. stuff at the end. Busted open and Preston Vance. And they touched on the long-term storytelling about how uh, Moxley tore his bicep off his arm and he had to have surgery uh-huh. and put him out. And then the next time they fought, he bloodied him up. Yeah. So I, I appreciated all of that. I just, the match itself felt a little clunky. And then finally when it's going, they go to commercial, they slow it down, and then you come back and it's the finish. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was interesting because Roosh and Claudio didn't bleed, and then there was talk that the two of them will face at uh, Honor No More at, in, yeah. a, in a few weeks for their pay per view. Um, lots of blood, like like you know most people know. I'm not a huge blood fan, but with Preston, the way they were talking, almost like he was looking for redemption against yep. Mox. I thought that was necessary for the match. And so as as Claudio started to hit him with the uh with the spin and he grabbed his head. Yeah. To hold the like, blood in. <laughs> dude, this dude is you know, and it and it it may have been from a couple of weeks ago when uh Brian Danielson <laughs> like a was, sprinkler out uh, there. <laughs> you know, bleeding all over the cameras. So uh really good pops. Um when when uh, Claudio grabbed the chain, people went nuts because even Taz mentioned 
talking about the technical side of Claudio, um, he can get violent with the best of them. Yeah. And things started to kind of slow down, and Taz, right then, Taz said, um, there's a lot of times when a wrestler sees his own blood, they're going to turn turn it on. And next thing you know, uh, John is on one knee, and he starts chopping Roos. And like I wrote in there, um, the pop from the crowd when it was almost like the crowd heard Taz and being <laughs> at those tapings or at the live events, you can't like if you're in the crowd, you can't hear what Taz is saying because they're you can't even see him unless right. you know you're on the hard camera side. So um, so they were sitting there, the match was going, match was going, and then. Um, gets a hold of the chain, Mox gets a hold of the chain, uh, or Preston gets a hold of the chain, wraps around Mox, Mox gets the chain, and uh, they they call the match. And uh, yeah. I was just like, woof, that was, I thought Roosh looked really strong. Um, Preston was, like, in the match. Like, he had to be present for the match. But it seemed like it was necessary. He was a necessary part of the match, not to like downplay what he did and all the right. blood he lost and everything. But it, uh, yeah, I thought Roos and Claudio looked fantastic. That spinning corkscrew uppercut that he did, oh, the yeah. middle rope. Man, I'd be at the dentist right now. That was yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, Roosh. So Roosh is interesting because I think if Roosh, I think Roosh phones it in a lot, and I think the beginning of this match he was phoning it in. Um, because I've I've seen some of his other stuff where it's like, dude, you don't you're this big dude. You're supposed to be violent, but it doesn't look mm-hmm. that way. Did yeah. not phone it in last week with Danielson. No, and I almost felt like he was starting to phone it in a little bit on this one. Because like I said, there were some hits. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. really weak. And then it looks like Mox just literally chopped the crap out of him and said, "Bring it, like let's do yeah. it." And then yes, he seemed to have turned it on. And I don't know if it's because maybe in Mexico he has to tune it down. I don't know what the story is behind that. Oh. Um, maybe it's just the way he works. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as the Preston thing, so the the commentators kept talking about, oh, this is his redemption. He's out to get revenge. It didn't feel that way, though. Right. And there was a potential there to extend a story and make a better story about it. I don't know. Like I said, the match just felt a little clunky. It just it, it didn't do much for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge Mox fan. You know, there it is. I like the bloody yeah. Mox. Uh, it, but the match itself... It was probably one of my least favorite Mox matches, and probably one of my least favorite Claudio matches since I've been wow. back. All right, hey. So uh, as as that match was wrapping up, um, things start to uh, unravel backstage. The uh, you know they're all kind of celebrating, and Hang Hangman Page is uh, he's in the back playing voyeur, watching the uh, match, doing the typical like this. off to the <laughs> off to the side and. The glare on the screen, I don't know how you saw anything, but hey, it's magic of <laughs> TV, what are you going to do? So uh, Kip, Butcher, and the Blade um, give uh, give uh, Hangman the once-over. And um, yeah, so that that, uh, that happened, and then all of a sudden it was over. I was like, huh, now what? Yeah. So um, obviously it was leading up to uh, what would happen a little bit later, and... The way that match was sort of um, almost like a zipper, like it just had to be there so they could, you know, get, get you know, get to the top. Yeah, I, so, I think the beat. Yeah. I think the beatdown had to be there to give you to make the match compa- uh, competitive because 
Otherwise, like Hangman should have walked through Kip Sabian. No offense, mm-hmm. Kip Sabian, but no. as as in wrestling, they're they're tears. And to me, mm-hmm. Kip Sabian is is not even quite mid yet. He's he's working his way there, and yeah. and I think he's good in the ring. And and I don't like this character he's portraying, but he is good in the ring. Yeah. I just felt like they had to have that beat down so that when they got to the match later, sort of you're kind of like, field, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, like they're they're making okay. it a little more competitive, and it doesn't right. look like Hangman's working down to Kip Sabian. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. So then, you know, so that piece of business happens, um, and then they go to the Wardlow uh, Oof. piece, and Mwah. I've Chef's Kiss, baby. Yeah, uh, this is so this is good business. I I like Wardlow. I love love Jim Ross. So to have Jim uh, Jr. in there really, for me, really brought it home. Not that Renee isn't great. And she did. She did some good work here in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm. Whatever they're doing with him, sign me up twice on Sunday. Yeah, this, this that the promo was just amazing, and it goes to the whole how Tony Khan's mind works, and and it could have been Wardlow, and it could have been Joe in this whole thing, because you know he cut his hair, eh, whatever. But the fact that they've they've not put this information out there, um, so yeah, so. I guess we should go over what the promo was, <laughs> but he talks about how uh, he, he he lost his dad to cancer uh, after a tumultuous um, time with him. Lost his dad to cancer, you know. He left his life, came back. He got to see him wrestle once. Had cancer, passed away. So Wardlow promised to grow his hair out and beard out because his father at the end lost it all. So he was gonna he was gonna grow it out and and have it. And that he told this private story to Samoa Joe. But just the whole idea, like, because if they'd have told us that months ago, whatever, like, okay, we're setting up for the obvious him getting his haircut. But the fact that they held this back, whether it's a work or shoot, uh, either way, like, if, if it's if it's uh, if it's true, like, that sucks, man. Like, I hate that he lost his family. And but um, the the way they did, oh, it was just it was great. It was a way to instantly instantly heap Samoa Joe, and he wasn't even in the promo. Yeah. And then an instant way to babyface Wardlow, and then Wardlow to look right at the camera and go, "You fought all these monsters. Now you're about to fight me." I'm like, "You've Ooh, never let's survived go. a monster like yep. me." And you know, talk about getting the rub. You're doing an interview with Jr. And again, not not that Renee didn't do a great job later on, but I I instantly was like, "Okay, I feel like Samoa Joe is you know number one, number two." maybe number three on the ROH in the ROH food chain. And uh, Wardlow definitely, definitely jumped a couple of rungs. So I, I think that's going to be, that is, oof, that is going to be awesome. Yeah. So, I think Wardlow, uh, uh, I think Wardlow gets the title from him. Cause I think they're going to move cool. Samoa Joe off to ring of honor. Now that ring of honor is going to actual weekly tapings. So, yeah. Yeah, the weekly tapings start here pretty soon. Uh, three, four right down the road, and uh, yeah, they're going to be in Orlando. Orlando. They're actually going to do some of the uh, preliminary preliminary matches and some of the intro work for the whatever the Paramount Pro yep. Warner Brothers Discovery uh, package they're going to do. So I, I yeah, thought you know was, I haven't I, thought I haven't looked into good. that whole. Uh, <laughs> Paramount Plus thing they're doing. So did they get? A, they're going to start streaming on Paramount Plus now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know why I haven't seen that news, and I'm usually up on my news. 
But this is like, I think the third time you've mentioned it. And I'm like, I should really look into that. So are they going to stream their library kind of like Peacock? Or do we not know the details? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure okay. about that part. And it would make sense that the this next TV deal that AEW would get would somehow partner with that. And, right, okay. Um, the, and, you know, I'm so glad that T, uh, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor and it wasn't just for the library because I think, you know, if it's not going to be NXT that you can groom a wrestler in or a superstar or whatever. Uh, right. I think having ring of honor as the alternative spot. I, the, you know, the next part will be who are they going to have on ring of honor? Who are they going to have backstage? What producers are they going to have? I have, I have my dream and, scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my so dream with, scenario is you, you bring CM Punk back and you give him ring of honor. Okay. You let him book ring of honor. You let him do like, you make it his baby. Cause he really does have a great mind for the business, yeah. um, even though he's a little crazy. But you let him mm-hmm. own it, like TK gives it to him, kayfabe or whatever. But yeah. and then you build a awesome invasion story down, like a year or two down the road, mm-hmm. where now CM Punk's got his army and he comes after the elite in AEW. Yeah, and some of the I just I think that'd be such a cool storyline. I don't know if it'll yeah. ever happen or not, but it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun, and uh, you know, bring back some of the some of the big names for from ROH, and uh, that you know, I I really have enjoyed catching up on some of the ROH matches, and you know, some of the and again, I'm a title guy, so watching the titles develop, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. So they they go into they go into um, they go into that, and then. The match with uh, Mark Briscoe and Woods kicks off, and I tell you, I've watched I've watched uh, a lot of matches since the unfortunate passing of Jay mm-hmm. Briscoe, and I don't remember I don't remember them being that vocal as Mark was last night against uh, against Woods, and I, I I really really enjoyed that match, especially the part when he went and grabbed the chair. I'm thinking, don't get yourself dis- disqualified, man. And he starts banging the chair. Yep. And then everybody starts clapping. And then uh, he does that flip and lands on old boy. And uh, just, it was awesome. And I'm I'm happy as all get up. And uh, there's no allegedly with this one because uh, Mark Briscoe is all elite. All elite, baby. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was great to see him. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the the noise thing because if you go back and watch some of their, I don't remember if it was New Japan or early Ring of Honor stuff, um, mm-hmm. but they used to click and make noises to each other as like a way to communicate in the match. At least that's what they always said in the commentary. Oh but, wow! Yeah, and so it was kind of neat to see that. But he's a he's a, I, he's just great. He's yeah. fantastic. Um, you know, I hear allegedly like you would say he's like a hundred and forty five IQ. Apparently, he's super super duper smart wow. kind of dude um like off the scales almost genius level but That's plays cool. this kind of goofy redneck backwoods yeah. guy and he does it so well just a chicken farmer <laughs> oh it's so good i'm so glad he's all elite and yeah. i absolutely love the fact that they introduced him as one half of the ring of honor champions yeah. like I, I love that they're not stripping him of the title that they're not hey tony's like nope you're the champ like we're gonna leave that there until whatever they, they're gonna have to do something eventually obviously mm-hmm. but 
I, I really appreciate that that's how they're introducing him. They didn't just kind of like suddenly he doesn't have the titles and we're not going to think about it. Right. Yeah, it's, like, it's a WWE thing where, and, and we talked about this the other night, where if the WWE doesn't want you to remember it, they do not want you to remember it right. if fans are butt. So I thought the uh, the match link was really good because it told a story because Woods Woods and uh, Mark have history. So they yep. you know went back and forth, talked about how this wasn't their first time crossing paths and... Um, it you know that it it was a really really strong showing and a uh, a great and I don't want to say debut match but with them announcing that he was all elite I would say the the first match on his official um, AEW yeah. uh, road to redemption or road to you know building yep. building whatever his his new lineage will be as a as a singles wrestler. Yeah, and uh, I think Tony Khan came out and said that he would also he'll be uh, on AEW and Ring of Honor, which is kind of neat. So yeah, I like great. that because I was I was worried they're gonna like all right he's all elite, but we're gonna shove him over to Ring of Honor because I want to see him on my TV more. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed him with his brother. I enjoyed some of this stuff, and obviously I didn't watch as much as as I used to because I wasn't as into Ring of Honor. But I did go back and watch like you some of the stuff, and I really had a good time watching yeah. him and the 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 redneck kung fu and oh geez, he's just. He's so charismatic, and he's just fun to watch. Um, and I'm just glad Tony's taking care of him. Yeah. Officially made him all elite, even though I think technically uh, they both signed contracts, but it was Ring of Honor contracts, not all elite contracts. So yeah. it was kind of cool to see that graphic. Yeah. Yeah, last time I checked uh, for um, for Jay's family, it was over 300000 um on that GoFundMe yep. page. So, I mean, the the wrestling community and Tony Khan are, are taking care of the, of the family. So I think that's, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just like you. I'm, I was super happy to see it. Um, it put a smile like on seeing, my face. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you like to see a good news story. Um, so we moved from one good news story to another and, uh, Adam Cole, baby, sitting backstage with Renee. And I really, really, uh, was waiting for like some kind of an announcement like yeah i'm back and i'm taking on this individual or i'm taking on this you know this wrestler or this um you know insert name yep and i don't know if they're if they're stalling because of a pending new japan free agent or if you know uh, and i'm alluding to jay white and you know, because the two of them have some pretty good history. Yeah. Um, and I, I or Ibushi. Or Ibushi. Yeah, that would be that'd be a fun match too. Um, but the the lighting was good for the interview. Yeah, I I think in my notes <laughs> I put uh, WTF. Like, what was the point of this? Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, when we talked about Raw. I always like the why. I don't. Mm-hmm. There was no why here, and and it brought again. It brought up more questions because they talked about. When he made his debut, uh, when he came back out, like, oh, my gosh, he's back. He said he's good to go. He's ready to go. He's going to get in the ring. But when he had this conversation just now, it's like he's not quite yeah. cleared yet. And I'm like, yeah, wait, what? I don't understand. So yeah. it was, yeah, it, this was an interesting interview. I'm glad he's back. I'm, I'm glad Adam yeah. Cole's back. I, I think he's going to be great. Uh, I like the idea of building him up over the next, you know, six, eight months. And maybe he's the one that takes it from uh, um, MJF at the end of the War of 24. 
I want it to be Mark Briscoe, but I'll, I'll take Adam Cole too. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Mark Briscoe do it. But um, yeah, this was just, I, I love Renee Paquette. I felt this was like a waste of Renee. It, it was just a waste of time on TV. Nothing right. came out of it. There was no purpose. It just, yeah, it was just there. And yeah. I don't know, like you said, maybe. So I, I think Tony Khan suffers from sometimes he gets ahead of himself. Um, I think the uh, Mercedes Monet thing, I think he really did have plans to bring her in. Something fell through, so they threw Tony Storm in. And that okay. night, they had to come up with something else to pop everybody because mm. everybody was expecting Mercedes. So Adam Cole, wow. let's get him in and pop okay. everybody. And yeah. then I think this might be kind of the same thing is they had something lined up and we pumped the brakes, maybe Ibushi or White or mm-hmm. who knows, maybe another free agent that we're not tracking on or right. maybe. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody's... I'm trying to think if anybody recently got injured uh, that he could have feuded with in AEW or now, but I can't think of any like, notable injuries. Right. But, you know, that's you wonder if that's that's what... Like I said, sometimes I feel like he... Oh, this is going to happen. And, oh, it, it didn't happen the way I wanted to. Oh, so I'm going to backtrack. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, for... Obviously, if it, were, if it was down to a dollar thing, obviously Tony's got the, yeah. the money to throw. You know, Monet wanted a certain amount of freedom and she wanted to uh, be a free agent for a little while and yep. experience a little bit of everything. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And, you know, and when the interview was going on, I'm like, okay, here, here it comes. Okay. No, 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 it, it, it's come now. And the only thing I could think of to write, the only thing I could think to write down was interesting. So we'll, uh, we'll just hurry up and wait. And uh, something that we didn't have to wait much longer for was the contractual obligated uh, appearance <laughs> for your yep. AEW champion. And if you were watching this on Fight TV, yeah, uh, <laughs> when the, he went at uh, the fans, when TBS went to commercial, he was dropping f bombs, throwing drinks at them, yeah. This, spitting yeah, on they, people. Yeah, so he did the uh, he did the drinks in old boy's face, and I don't know if that was a plant or not. Um, I doubt it's it. It's MJF. I don't. I don't yeah. know that it was. Yeah. So I thought, uh, man, this guy's a fucking dirt. He's bag. a great heel. He's fantastic. Yeah. So he brings out uh, Christopher Daniels, and um, you know Christopher Daniels. I don't. I don't know if you caught his eye. Yep. Uh, it was all blacked out. He had a, a hemorrhage. Um, behind his eye, but 
amazingly enough, it didn't affect his eyesight. So I was like, oh, geez. Yeah, didn't that happen in the uh, match where the Young Bucks retired SCU? And that's yeah. where I think that happened, was in yeah. the match. Yeah, he took a took a, yeah, took a, oh, a to wonky the, hit to the to the to the eyeball. So he goes through and uh he's known uh Brian Danielson since uh 98 99 2000. They were in this Indies tournament. He tells the story. He looks at MJF and uh you know, few few words get exchanged and uh he looks over at him after he, you know, gets ready to to throw the bribe at him and goes he is going to put your whip in the dirt, and I thought, "Come on, son. that was a great and, line." Uh, you know, there were there were some <laughs> other some other podcasts were like, "Oh, is that is that uh, is that the new stipulation? It's a sixty minute whoop in the dirt match." Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see what happens because for me, this this connected the boogeyman and the doubt that may or may not be slowly creeping in to yep. MJF and just the, my wrestler brain, not to take Tommy Dreamer's uh, words, but it connected it to the Cody Rhodes and um, Sami Zayn where Sammy was like, I don't know if I can beat him. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Oh my goodness, this is just like you said, everybody went to promo school and I was just like this, you know, he heated himself up. MJF got a, enough heat on him because he, then he he uh, crotch shots Christopher Daniels and uh, just degrades the entire crowd. Yeah. And uh, then MJ and then um, Danielson comes out. He scoots out, does the the shit heel kind of a thing. Yeah. But all in all, great promo. Yeah, they've been building the whole MJF doubts himself, but he doesn't want to admit he doubts himself thing. Right. So, um because everybody's talking about how he's scared to fight in a 60-minute match that Danielson's going to expose him, which right. is legit. Like, a 60-minute Ironman match against Danielson is, if Danielson wanted to, he can expose him. But he's such a oh, professional, yeah. it'll be a great match either way, whether yeah. he gets gassed and, and Danielson covers for it or whatever the case is going to be. But Yeah, that, I think that's going to be fun. The pacing is going to be important. Yes. Uh, Danielson even said in his promo, he can't go 60 minutes like I can go 60 minutes. Right. You're just yep. like, Oof, you're right. I, I can't. Yeah, I'm really curious how that match is going to go. I can't wait. Mm. It's going to be a long ass pay per view because <laughs> yeah. your main event's already an hour, no matter what. Right. So, and you know, Tony likes to book them six, seven hour pay per views. It feels like <laughs> seventy seven uh, matches, and oh, you know, man. You, you you figure you got you know this ginormous roster. Yep, and you've got all these people sitting at home that are you know, getting paid on the downside of their contract and they're Miro, every other Miro day. Back. Like, yeah. Hey, you know, like if, if you're not going to use them, just release them. And, you know, cause Miro wouldn't make any sense in ring of honor. No, unless like, because then you're going to change the spirit of ring of well, honor. Miro and, versus Samoa Joe would be a damn good program though. Well, I mean, yeah, it would be fun, but there's no, I mean, you can't have history unless you make it. So I mean, right. yeah, I mean that that's an interesting, yeah, that would be interesting to uh, yeah. try to work through the how the story. But yeah, I think yeah, I don't you know. know if you're not going to use if you're not going to use Miro, um, you know, book him in a loser leave town match or something. And let him right, you know, fly. I don't yeah, think he I, comes to Stanford. I don't. Well, maybe maybe he would because his wife 
his wife said that uh, she would she'd shut her um, fans only account down. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the story is. And you hear things that they they've got stories from, and he doesn't want them, so he backs out. And yeah, so I don't know what the truth, you know, what the true story is. But I do miss Meryl. Uh, he was one of my favorites, so I want him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, really strong, uh, really strong match. A really strong promo. Uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting match. I don't know how much fun it's going to be because it's going to be it's going to be a couple of men taking their lunch bales to work. Probably going to be a lot of blood, so I will be uh, I'll be watching, and <laughs> I like you said, yeah, through through my little bifold. Uh, yep. I think, like you said, I think MJF leaves uh, leaves the champion, and it's got to be some kind of shit heel move that involves yeah. the uh, involves the ring. Yeah. So, uh, so solid promo, um, and then they remind then the 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 advertisement for what we're going to see with the three-way match kind of backs up some of the story, how things came to be. You had a little bit of promo talk and then the uh, Cage and Jack Perry match. Yep. It rolls right in. I'm not a huge Jack Perry fan. Um, I'm not sure what what's missing from when he was jungle boy to now that he's jack perry right it it might be me i i'm not really sure um but him going against the machine cage i like the the um the goliath you know yep versus uh Max, samson and I goliath just, yeah i was uh you know but they were they were bringing it back how cage wanted revenge and this is what was going to happen Fast-paced, Perry was using his speed, jumps through the rope, through the second rope a couple of times, and then the third time, woof, Cage catches him, bam, on the side of the ring, which I think uh, everybody knows at this point is the hardest part of the ring. It is. It is the hardest part of the ring. And um, I just, yeah, I was just like, man, call the doctor this Probably could be it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Perry goes through the match. Uh, Cage looked really strong. He did some really good moves. Um, I remember him when he was doing Lucha Underground and that I character miss, yeah. that he was playing. And uh, he's gone through some back injuries and stuff, so you could tell he's a little more of a ground attack guy. Um, used his strength, and then, um, as the guys on What Culture say, the most devastating move in wrestling. Um, he gets he gets kind of a cheap roll up win, and uh, Perry Perry with the victory. Yeah, yeah, decent match. Uh, not it wasn't as good as their first one, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but I, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. This this dynamite in general felt kind of flat to me for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, even what comes out here after the match, where yeah. I'll just go into it. He's he's walking up the aisle, and you know, uh, your boy. Ooh, Where's my peeps Captain at? Charisma, baby. Yeah, Christian Cage so comes happy. out. I'm a, I'm a peep, just so everybody yep. knows. That's my guy. Yep. Comes walking out, sprays him with some mace, beats him down. Yeah. But even that was like, I thought Christian Cage would get a bigger pop, and it just, yeah. it was almost like people forgot his theme music, and it was like, who is? Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, the match was okay. I didn't love it. It wasn't bad. And then even the beatdown, like obviously that's going to be the Revolution match. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. I'm good with that. Finally, yeah. blow off this field uh, feud. 
yep. which has been going for a long time. And I think if it wasn't for Cage's injury, we'd have we'd have finished it off a while ago. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So they uh, and like I I put uh, sort of my mental notes. I was like, man, what a cheap win! Like I was expecting a sort of a a baby face, awesome finish, and everybody's yep. like, woo. You know, thank you, Laredo. Yeah, and uh, he he gets the kill switch, and um, then they roll right into a promo piece. Uh, this this just in backstage, uh, Acclaim calls for their uh, rematch clause. Yep, and now all of a sudden they're in a four way dance. Yeah, and, I think there was a promo hmm. before the Jungle Boy match where the Guns talked about. I guess there's going to be a couple. Battle Royal, Tag Team Battle Royals. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a triple threat match. And then the Acclaim said they're going to use a re... Which I, I'm okay with that because it's one of those things that AEW doesn't... or Yeah, AEW doesn't use much is the, the rematch clause. You don't hear them talk about it. So I was yeah. like, all right, that's cool. Like, now we know it exists. It's lore. And the fact that they can call it and use it to get themselves into that match. But that... The tag team thing, that leads into a whole bunch of what-if stories. I'm curious mm-hmm. where that's going to go now. Because, yeah, one... Yeah, I- I can't think of that many tag teams right now that are hot. Mm. Is this building FTR coming back? Is it building Mark Briscoe to have a partner and join it? Is it like there's, yeah, I'm not sure where this, this, these two battle Royals are going to go and who we're going to see come out of it. Yeah. Uh, And a four way tag match will be interesting. Yeah. I think the, uh, I think kind of what you were leading into or like trying to pull at the threads, I think, uh, FTR comes back. And uh, the uh, daddy ass somehow uh, interferes and costs the uh, costs the acclaim the title. Guns keep the titles for a little bit longer. FDR, I got it. Guns uh, Revolutiones or something. You know. Afterwards, what do you got? No, it just it just clicked, man. Sting and Darby. Sting mm. and Darby are going to be in that tournament, and I bet Sting and Darby win the tag team titles. Mm. Put strap them up, let them go. And then, yes, you take it away from me eventually, but, man, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. I don't well, know. It just hit me. I'm like, would oh, be, that would be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be a nice tribute to uh, send Sting out on top. Yep. And, uh, you know, six, eight months down the road before the end of the year, yep. uh, they have uh, Darby versus Sting, and he yeah. goes off into the sunset. Solid. Yeah, I mean, you could build a storyline off of it. You could even turn Darby heel if you wanted to. Uh, on the back of it, or who knows? Uh, you could play the card where Darby's doubting himself now because he's lost his title. Yeah, and maybe maybe they don't win the titles. They get into the match and they miscommunicate or something. I just mm. that's a tag team I'd like to see in that match. Yeah, like you said, FTR. Uh, maybe the Butcher and the Blade get a push. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm not I sure. Lucha Brothers, maybe. Yeah, so Lucha Brothers showed up on TV. Yep. Um, then you had. Uh, Butcher and the Blade, they were on TV. This is two weeks in a row that Butcher and the Blade have been on yep. TV. And, um, yeah, so I, I thought it was, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, so they go, they have, uh, they show the NBA uh, All-Star game getting ready to go on in Utah. So they're they're rescheduling when Rampage is going to um, air, is going to air. And the program for Rampage is going to be strong. And I have a serious, serious 
crush, dare I say, on Jade Cargill. <laughs> and she has been getting better every single time I see her. I love the look. I love the character. Every match, she comes out a little bit different. And yep. uh, she did the Thundercats uh, not that long ago, so I'll be interested. So uh, Rampage is going to be Dustin versus Swerve, um, Jade versus Burt. And I think I saw Burt on a it was either YouTube or something. She just she just flies all over the place. Yeah. And then uh, Elite versus Top Flight Ooh, again. Yeah, that's gonna be a good gonna one. Be, that's gonna be incredible. And then yep. uh, hopefully this will be the end of the JAS versus Stark. So it'll be Garcia against Starks because I think uh, Starks needs to. I don't know if he goes away to get get the stink off of him because he's been so tied up in that. But I just I, he, he just needs to get some distance and yeah. really hit the reboot because he looked so strong. Everything was going really good. He was the number one contender. Um, him and all ego Ethan Page have a match, and they're like, okay, well we're gonna strap the rocket to Ethan, but. The whole crowd was totally into uh, Starks, and now, and now here we are. So, yeah, I don't. I I'm with you. I wish it's the end, but I don't think it will be. Yeah, my guess is he'll beat Garcia. Uh, then Guevara uh, will get involved or jump him afterwards. Then he'll fight Gar- uh, Sammy Guevara, and then the the final blow off will be at uh at the pay per view. Okay, because you know Chris Jericho is not going to miss the pay per view. The only way I can see it yeah. going otherwise is if you're going to put the sex gods in the tag cool. team uh, tournament, or I don't think it's tournament, the tag team battle Royals and maybe put them in the four way. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, maybe. I just see Jericho milking this to the pay-per-view and it'll be, and Starks will probably go over in the pay-per-view, but I think they're going to yeah. drag this on. Yeah. Cause that's not at Ocho's level. So, uh, yep. so the, uh, the elite top plate, they talk, they get everything worked out that they're going to, they're gonna have their match. Yep. Um, a lot of talk about balls, and then they uh, and Mark, um, one of the brothers, throws the ball at the camera guy. Yeah, his, Brandon. The, the camera right in the nards. Yeah. So uh, so then Kip and Penelope versus, or well, Penelope was ringside. Uh, Hangman versus Hangman, and I looked and and I missed the guns promo. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, it was really quick. Yeah, it was super so I, I fast. The guns promo because I think and, it like yeah. came out of commercial and it hit that promo and then it went right into the Jungle Boy match because I missed it the first time too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like behind the scenes, I usually watch uh, the show live or I try to as much as I can, and then I watch yeah. it once as just a fan to get my initial feelings, and then I go back and now now that we're doing the podcast, I kind of go back and try to catch more okay. of it and and yeah. little things. So I caught it the second watching. Okay. Yeah. So then. Uh... Hangman and Kip, they're in the ring just as they're about to lock up. I hit pause. I'm like, how? And this show just seems so long. Yep. And I look, and they had 33 minutes left. Yeah. And um, so you're an hour 30 in, or hour and 27. You've got a stacked roster. You've drug all this time out with seven promos and like six ring, uh, six picture and picture portion yep. during some of these matches and uh I'll, we'll get into uh the the main event so um kip and uh hangman 
their match goes, and it was four and a half minutes, and part of it was pitcher and pitcher. Yeah, and it felt like like a lot longer, which is weird. Yeah. I I felt like the match went too long. Yeah. Um, It was, yeah. uh, yeah. This was a rough dynamite for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could do a wrap-up. I mean, we're already at 55 minutes, so we'll probably just start speeding it up, but we'll do it. Okay, yeah, so they get through the match. Uh, John and uh, the Blackpool That's the part I want to talk about. And they're like, oh, you are not happy with the way... You're not happy with the way the match ended. I'm not happy. So here's what we're going to do. And then Mox calls Hangman (laughs) the emo cowboy. (laughs) Man, these one-liners are just... Cash money. Yeah. So uh, Yuta was in the ring. He didn't say anything. Uh, he was just there for moral support. And, yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I. This was one of those high points for me. I loved this. Uh, I like the idea of Mox saying, "Oh, I'm done with you. I'm done with you." And then mm-hmm. Heyman kind of digging it. With the, Did you really want to win that way? And Mox going, "Well, no, I really didn't." And I yeah. like that. And then I love the "You've got no friends." And I, I, I've always been an Evil Uno fan. I used to watch him in Independent. Yeah. Slim down. He looks great right now. And he can go like he is yes. really good in the ring. I loved him coming out and seeing this other side of him. I'm like, yes. And I loved him getting in my and pie face and Moxley. Yeah. But then I love even more that Moxley just kind of blew him off and looked around him to hangman to say Texas death match. I was yep. like, Oh, so you, and I think they said, uh, evil Uno versus Moxley on Wednesday next week, yep. which next week, next week they'll tie up. Oh, so I think, man, um, you'll have a Texas death match. I don't know where they're going to be. Um, yeah. It'll probably be in Texas still. Jeez. No, yeah. So, where are they for the I don't remember where they're at for the pay-per-view. Yeah. But you so, think the Danielson match is going to be bloody? That one. Yeah. Look how yeah. much they almost killed each other in just the regular matches. Yeah. Can you imagine the weapons? Oof. Yeah. So, uh, so that good piece of business rolls into the other piece of business. And the funny, the funniest part about the JAS talking about the match was um, Hager talking about, I absolutely love this hat, and Jericho yeah. trying not to laugh. And um, I yep. just, like, I was just trying to, like, get through that. I'm not, I'm, I'm just over it. So Garcia and Starks will uh, meet up. And yep. like you said, I think that'll meet. That'll lead to uh, the what will happen at the pay per view, and that's then they have another um, commercial where they talk about um, the Tony Storm Ruby and yeah, a little recap Brent Baker, and then they lay out the what Rampage is going to look like, and I'm like, wow! So Rampage is going to be good, and then they reminded me, hey, there's one more match. I hit pause at that point. There was a there was eleven and a half minutes left in the show, yep. And when the last uh, last wrestler entered the ring, it was Britt, and there was nine minutes left. Out of that nine minutes, two two minute picture and pitchers. So four minutes of that nine minute match were pitcher and pitcher, and uh, everybody looked great. I like how everybody got their stuff in. I didn't like how Soraya got involved. But it's whatever. It's good to see her. Always, we all we all agree. And uh, Ruby, <laughs> I mean, because she's healthy. That's why. Because she's well, healthy. Yeah, and I mean, back we're happy that her yeah, head and yeah. neck are better. And yeah, nothing to do able, with the outfit she was yeah, wearing. No, absolutely not. So uh, one of the one of the guys called the uh, that move that Tony Storm does instead of sweet chin music. 
Sweet cheek sweet, music. Yeah. Sweet cheek music. Yeah. So they hit her with the spray paint. Britt takes uh, the sweet sweet cheek music. Uh, Ruby throws her out, and Ruby gets the win. And more importantly than Ruby getting the win, I think Britt taking the pin. Yep, I agree. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The match was there. So... Uh, so I have this thing about Britt Baker. I really like Britt Baker. I love the way she looks. I love the, her character. I love everything about her. You can tell she's still green sometimes. Uh-huh. And something about Ruby Soho. Actually, I'll I'll reiterate this. Also. So when Ruby Soho came to AEW, she had the WWE stink still on her, and you could tell her working yeah. style didn't quite fit. She was still holding back, and she's still in kind of that like I we don't we don't lay in that hard. Right. So there was a couple interactions between them that I thought, like, okay, guys, you could you could put it in there. And there were a few uh, interactions where they were setting up moves, and you could tell that Baker was n- either not quite ready for it or had to adjust positions. So I, I think as she's great. I think she's awesome charismatically. She's got a lot going for her. I think she's a fantastic star and going to be there for a long time. Yeah. The timing issues, and and I've. Yeah, I've always said this about Britt Baker. She's gotten a lot better. Uh, Tony Storm in that match was the superstar of the match. She's great. She's hard hitting. Everything yeah, she looks exactly like is stiff. Wrote, yeah. She is fantastic. I do not like this new character, uh, but it is what it is. I like the storyline. At least they're giving a story. I, yeah, it was decent. I, I enjoyed yeah. the enjoyed the main event. I didn't pick up on the picture in picture, I guess, as much, but it might have been because I was kind of clicking through and. Usually when it goes picture yeah. picture, I just fast forward it anyway. Yeah, when it was, I just couldn't believe how many times it gone picture in picture. I was like, okay, cool, hey, great, nine minute match, uh, two picture in pictures. Um, like you said, I thought Tony looked great, uh, looked super strong during the match. Yep. Um, I think you made um, your world champion hater look a little weaker than maybe what she needed to look like um, when they, when she got laid out outside the ring when. Um, when uh, Tony Storm sort of tornado DDT'd her or whatever, yeah, and uh, but the that's ending, a nice spot though. Thought, yeah, no, that's a pretty yeah, good spot. I thought, it, I thought it was good, and uh, you know, so all in all, you know, when when the when the match was over, it was just kind of like, uh, okay, now what? And that was yeah, it. Like that was it. Uh, so we had uh, a lot of promos, a lot of uh, commercial picture and picture. No titles so, changed hands, but we got to see the world champion because he was con- contractually obligated. <laughs> the uh, ass boys being the antagonist, little you know, slimy heels. Uh, Acclaim is you know trying to build themselves up, mm-hmm. and then the the announcement that uh, Mark was all elite. So for yeah. for me, I think that made hearing that Mark was all elite really made it and uh, i'm looking forward to the uh top plate and uh, you know i can't believe i'm about to say, i'm really looking forward to rampage <laughs> yeah i so. can't believe i'm gonna say too but i agree yeah. uh the show overall i think was was decent there so i did want to back up really quick on the uh adam page yeah hangman adam page moxley thing mm-hmm. so tony khan does this thing and it's part of it it's just his booking habit where uh i want to fight you and you want to fight me but i'm going to go through all your friends first you know, he's doing it with JS. Yeah. He's done it with the Pinnacle. He's done it with everybody. This was a neat little twist on it because it's going to be the same story. Mox is going to fight my predictions. Mox is going to fight uh, Evil Uno. 
you'll probably have a triple threat match or a three-way match where it's uh, Evil Uno, uh, Silver and Reynolds versus Mox and Yuta and Claudio. So it's oh. the same storyline, but I love the twist in it. I thought this was a better way to address it. You're still getting the, the matches for matches to get to the main match, but yeah. I like that. MGF promo was great. Mm. Uh, enjoyed that. Danielson promo was good. Uh, the The main event was the main event. I was happy to see the women main event. It yeah. as far as the commercials go, that goes to kind of what I said earlier: is the pacing of the show didn't work. Yes, they're going to have to have commercials. They're always going to have commercials. They usually know about when the commercials are going to be. And I felt that whoever produced this episode either is a little newer or mm-hmm. maybe maybe they changed some stuff up. I don't know. I just felt like the flow of the show did not work yeah. as well as they've done before because they've always done picture-in-picture, picture and, and, and it's always a distraction. I just felt like it was way more egregious, or the matches they did it in maybe as it kind of cooled down some of the hotter matches. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because so. like you said, as they you know, you got to start slowing it down. So, yep. so to me, um, what saved what saved the show and uh, even is going to give it any beards um, was the MJF promo because he's, he's getting you to feel something. It doesn't matter what it is. You're feeling something. And I just like him throwing a drink at someone and just like berating and the bubble Ray Dudley style. I'm still upset about uh, this whole switching the girl into the driver's seat thing <laughs> just dirty dude he's just yep. dirty so uh you know so i gave it uh i gave it two beards okay and um so the same you know, thing you gave uh raw yeah yeah yep. two beards and uh i i am i really think that uh rampage is going to be the show of the week for me <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what smackdown's got lined up yeah um being the go-home show for elimination chamber Mm, it's going to go one or two bad. ways. It's going to be a dud like Raw was, or they're going to pull out some stuff and you're like, oh, okay, that was good. But I'm kind of with you. I think Rampage might be the show of the week this yeah. week. We'll see. Um, yeah, I gave this one, to be honest with you, about the same I gave Raw, which is two and a half. Yeah. Uh, it was it was about on par. Yeah, because same thing. There was stuff in it that I really enjoyed that, to me, was top tier. Like yeah. with Raw, there was some top tier stuff, and there was some top tier stuff here. But, yeah, I'd go two and a half. Which is a very low rating for me on an AEW yeah. show because usually yeah, I'm three I mean, or four. You're sitting there wearing a Mox T-shirt and yeah, uh, uh, this is a rough WWE one. guy. Just like, yee. and it, it it almost made a three. Like, I think if the Tornado Tag Team match didn't feel as clunky in the beginning, mm-hmm. and there was something else that stuck out to me as like just kind of being a little out of place, it would probably got up to the three, maybe three and a half. Mm-hmm. But because of those those issues, I I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. do it, so two and a half for that one for me, too. There you go. Well, cool, man. I'm glad uh, we got to sit and talk about the God Bless Texas, the uh, Laredo episode on this Thirsty Thursday for AEW. So I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. Thank you for joining us in the Man Cave. Stay safe, look out for each other, and until next time, I'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. 
We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.